I had someone ask me recently, how can you be an expert and still feel like an imposter? That's an interesting question. Because despite that seeming as if it shouldn't be the case, it's one of the most common feelings that many consultants, especially women in consulting, often have. And a lot of this is just a feeling, but it's a valid one. And it stems from someplace you probably didn't consider. All right, let's talk about it. There's a misconception that we don't exist, that somehow our ability to excel at the highest level of our industry is limited, that overcoming barriers as a woman of color would be insurmountable. But what would happen if we decided to venture out on our own despite everything we're up against? I'll tell you. Welcome to the Black Girls Consult 2 podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Angelina Davis, a healthcare consultant, consulting coach, high performance fanatic, wife, and proud girl mom. I help transform female professionals into thriving solo consultants. And just like you, I'm wearing all the hats and doing all the things. So this podcast is to empower the busy female professionals to move past fear to start and grow a successful consulting business, despite the obstacles you may encounter. We'll dive deep into consulting practice, business strategy, mindset, and more. So grab your cup of coffee or tea if that's your thing, and let's get started. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to the Black Girls Consult 2 podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Angelina Davis. And, you know, I cannot believe that we are almost at the second quarter of this year. I'm actually recording this in late uh, March of 2023. So the beginning of the year has just flown by faster than I would have ever imagined. Before you know it, it's going to be summertime and then the holidays. It seems like each year keeps passing by faster than the last And, you know, I I think that oftentimes it's a wonderful opportunity to think back and just take in what has happened over the past few months. And for me, sometimes that leads me down this whole memory lane, you know, (laughs) kind of like when Facebook pops up with whatever picture is pulled up from about a year ago. And you start just reminiscing and thinking about challenges that you've had before, things that you've been able to overcome, successes that you've had, wins that have come along. And for me, one of the things that I was thinking about very recently, and it came to me because someone was asking this question, was how much I used to feel like an imposter, especially when I started out in consulting. It was one of the reasons why I wanted to start this business and start Excel at Consulting because I wanted to have some type of resource that was available for other people who were going into the industry, especially women in the industry and women of color, so that you can find help and insight and information to feel supported when you may not necessarily feel as if you have that support around you in your day-to-day work. I you know, was looking at a picture I had in my phone and like I said, reminiscing and thinking about that, (laughs) that younger girl who had started out and was younger than other members of my team and, and the only woman of color. And I felt as if anything I did or said was questioned all of the time. 
And at first I used to tell myself that maybe this is in your mind and it's not really happening. People, people are not questioning what you have to say or questioning your advice or your recommendations. And I, I tried to convince myself that this was just something that I was struggling with personally, that it was internal and it was a mindset issue that I needed to work through. But what I realized over time is that there were these instances where my knowledge, my intellect, my expertise was being called into question. And in those moments, instead of me being confident and being able to speak to all of the information that I knew, all the experience I've had, especially at that point over a number of years, roles that were above and beyond those who were actually questioning me at the time, I didn't. I didn't. Instead, I searched for ways to build my confidence. I searched for ways to increase my knowledge in certain areas. I double check everything I did. I was so inefficient because <laughs> I would constantly be searching for support of my answer and just all of the data and information I could to show that I was correct. One thing that it did help me kind of learn more over that time, but The point is that all of that self-doubt, all of the insecurities that I had, they were not because of something I lacked. And it took me a long time to figure that out. And so what happens oftentimes when we're feeling this way whether you're still in your corporate environment. And definitely this still comes up when you start your consulting business and you're getting out there and you're trying to win business or land contracts or you're submitting RFPs, you're going through these different processes and people are questioning you every time that you turn around and they're requiring more and more of you to prove that you truly are knowledgeable. Whenever you find yourselves in those moments and that imposter syndrome begins to creep in, I want you to remember one thing. I want you to remember that how you're feeling is not a result of something you lack. I was reading an article very recently uh, that was published in the Harvard Business Review that talked about you know, how we need to stop telling women that they have imposter syndrome. This is, if you haven't checked out this article, it was written about a year or two ago. It is a great article to read because I think it sheds light on exactly what I'm trying to convey in this conversation that I want us to have. You know, it really is the fact that we believe that somehow, although we've achieved all of this success, although we've achieved all of these accomplishments, that somehow we still are not acceptable by others who are considered to be leaders in our field or maybe part of the mainstream or the status quo. And because we don't feel as if we're good enough, we constantly get into the spiral of trying to achieve more and more and more. And how this plays out, especially when you start your business, is that instead of you focusing on the work that you need to do in order to land clients and to grow your business, you spend a lot of time thinking about how you need to convince people that you deserve to have your business, that you deserve to be an expert. You start thinking about ways that you can get other certifications that are gonna cost you thousands of dollars that I would like to tell you that very few people, if any, will ever look at but you're going to try to convince yourself that you need them simply to have the paper. 
And I used to think like that too. One of the, one of the things I was always taught growing up, and I don't know if you've heard this before, especially if you are a woman of color, but I was always taught that I needed to have more quote unquote paper behind, you know, behind me, more degrees and credentials behind my name to be able to justify that I could actually get an entry position in whatever uh, business or organization or industry that I wanted to go into. And yes, to some extent that is true if we were to follow the standards and conform to the social structures that currently exist. But the thing is that when you are entering into the entrepreneurial space, it's time for you to break free of that hold. You can break free. You no longer have to prove anything to anybody (laughs) in order for you to land the business that you need other than the fact that you can do the job. That's what you are here to do. And so I, I think when we begin to look at our situation differently, that's when things begin to open up. Because like I said before, instead of you thinking about what you need in order to be fully supported, in order to be fully prepared for you to even begin to start to seek out business that you need, you can just get started. You can just go out there and make your offer. You can just go out there and pitch. You can just go out there and do what you need to do in order to generate the revenue that you need to have in order to make your business profitable. Because the thing is that there are so many people who are not as knowledgeable as you are. They don't have as much experience as you have. They are not the badass woman that you are in your industry. They don't have any of that. But they're going out and they're selling services more than you probably are every day. Why? Because they don't battle these same mental struggles and and they don't fight against the social constructs in a way where they feel confined or defined by them. The key is we have to break free from that. Because in all honesty, for us to feel as if we need to justify ourselves, especially at this point where you've already stepped out and you believed in yourself and bet on yourself to start your business, the thing is that you are able to create the future you want on your terms. And so when we kind of shift our thought once from this whole belief that somehow there's something wrong with us, that there's a deficit with us, that we have this syndrome that makes us feel like an imposter and we don't know how to show up differently. And we understand that this is actually just a a reflection, a result of many of the biases that we have been facing for decades. Then you know where your power exists. Because you then realize that those constructs were created to keep you confined, to keep you limited, to keep you in self-doubt, to keep you in fear, to keep you stagnant. Because if you don't move forward, then you don't create change. If you don't take risk, then you're not going to make a great impact. All of these things go together. and. The thing is, when when we are battling with this aspect of self-doubt or imposter syndrome, what we're doing is we're allowing others 
who have a different agenda that oftentimes does not align or support ours get ahead because they are now focusing on what they can accomplish while we're <laughs> we're stuck back here trying to validate and, and, and prove that we need to be here, that we even need to be in this space. One way I used to address this with clients is I would focus on using affirmations and mantras more often. You know, if you follow me on Instagram, you can see that I still post that from time to time. I do think that they're very important, especially when it comes to rewiring our brain and the way that we think. They can be extremely helpful techniques and strategies and tools for us to use in order to prove our, improve our mindset. But I do know that there is more to it than that. And because I know that it's not solely based on what's in our minds, I strayed a little bit away from using that with clients. And one of the reasons I did that is because what I found is that when people would use these affirmations or these mantras and they would feel just encouraged and have this inner strength that would exude when they were in the midst of reciting these phrases, that level of confidence would rarely carry over into their environment. And it wasn't because the affirmations or the mantras were bad. That's still a good practice. But in reality, making the focus or the solution centered on changing the client, changing the individual, changing us, and not changing the system or the structure or the reason why we feel that way, that was not going to lead to a long-standing solution for our problem. It just wasn't. And, and so I wanted to shift the focus completely away from self. It's not that we can't do more to improve our confidence. We definitely want to be more confident. There are ways to improve your confidence, which is a skill. But at the end of the day, What we need to do also is push back on the narrative that we need to have approval in order for us to chase our dreams because you don't need approval. It's important for us to separate the biases and stereotypes and beliefs that others have from the work that we do. I think I've told this story before, but when I first started out, kind of going back to the picture that I saw on my phone that you know, was a memory. I was at a hospital that was in a rural part of South Carolina. And at the time, (laughs) that environment was very different from what I was used to, right? And it was kind of like a small town. It was not very diverse at all. And I was working with a group that definitely did not know that I was a Black woman about to walk in their door, (laughs) to say the least. And I often found myself constantly questioning and second guessing every recommendation I made, every report I created, everything I submitted. I knew someone was going to go over it with a fine tooth comb. I was worried that someone was going to point out any little error. I wanted it to be perfect. I wanted to show up with as much perfection as I possibly could so I wouldn't prove anyone right. It was imposter syndrome on steroids. You hear me? And so most people ask me, well, how did you get over it? How did you get out of that space? Well, I can tell you one thing. What helped me was one, realizing that 
my feelings were valid. That's first and foremost. A lot of times we try and tell ourselves that we shouldn't feel a certain way, that how we feel in terms of being uncomfortable or left out or, uh, you know, other ways that we're not included, how we feel in those moments. We try to tell ourselves that we should not feel that way and that there's something that we're doing wrong that's keeping us from being able to fit in. But the first thing I needed to do is just honor my feelings, honor the fact that I felt uncomfortable. But then second to that, I needed to better understand why that discomfort exists. Because if I don't, my assumption is going to be that the discomfort exists because of something that I did or didn't do. It's not the the fact that it was someone else that I was working with or the environment. I wasn't taking into consideration that even if someone held these biases, that it was possibly due to the fact that the system or the structure or the way our work had been you know, created and, and kind of how we've gone through these processes over, over years and even decades. It wasn't the fact that those things were contributing to the fact that they did not trust me with the result. I wasn't considering all of the things that were confounders to me feeling that way, to me having that, that feeling of being an imposter. So I had to better understand my environment and the structure and why I was having these feelings and these doubts. And, you know, then the third thing that really, really, really helped me was the fact that I had to accept that someone can have their view of my work and in the quality of it and in what I'm able to do, but I controlled the value that I was able to create. And I could separate their feelings and their beliefs from my ability to deliver value. Woo, I'm telling you, when, <laughs> when I got that, it was a game changer, a game changer. Because the thing was, I was allowing the fact that someone else had doubt in my ability to cause me to also have that similar doubt. But when I realized that I could separate someone's belief in my quality of work and whether or not I should be in that position, whether I should be in this role of leadership, whether or not I should be the quote unquote expert telling them what to do, when I could detach what they were feeling in the moment from the work that I was doing. And I could just focus on creating values, on delivering a result, on creating that, that return on investment. When I focused on my work that I knew how to do, then magically the imposter syndrome went away. It went away. Now, did it happen overnight? No, because keep in mind, this is something you have to train your mind to do. It's not like you're going to walk in after feeling this way for months, years, or decades and just overnight go, hey, I'm going to separate these two and now everything is fine. But I will tell you that if you begin to train your mind to think this way, then you'll find that over time, you'll understand better why these feelings of doubt may arise. You'll understand why others have been condition to believe that you cannot provide high quality work. 
And you can choose to (laughs) ignore the fact that they have this belief and still deliver your excellence anyway. And my friends, that right there is something that is, like I said before, a game changer, a game changer. Because not only does it change how you feel about your work and yourself in the moment, but it also begins to create the the confidence in your ability to more clearly articulate your value and pretty much stand up for yourself. And that is an aspect of growth. It comes with time. So if you're sitting in this space where you started your consulting business, you've gotten some you know clients under your belt, you may have even gotten to a point where you're making five, six figures in your business or even more because this feeling of imposter syndrome can can go with you and stay with you for a long time. If you're still feeling those instances of self-doubt and fear and nervousness and second-guessing your work because you don't feel as if you are qualified justly to be an expert in your space, then I want you to right now think about how your environment has negatively impacted your self-belief. Think about it. I am willing to bet that you can come up with at least, at least three different scenarios where this has been the case. And so if your environment is what is helping to create these feelings, then the thing that we have to do is change the environment. (laughs) Change the environment. That's the real solution. The real solution is to change the environment. Now that takes time, we know. But I think as we as we do our work and we stand confidently in our space over time, it begins to shift that narrative. Because I can say one thing that confidence is contagious. <laughs> it is contagious. That's why I like to see so many women winning, especially women of color. Go with your bad stuff. I want you to win. Because when I see other women winning, then I know I can win. It creates that confidence in me. It changes the narrative. It erases this aspect of imposter syndrome that oftentimes we may feel because then it begins to change the environment. It changes the expectation. It really does strip away this uh, false power dynamic that existed where someone could control how you felt based upon their thoughts (laughs) because they thought negatively of your work, then therefore it must be true. No, that's not the case. It's not the case. So if you're listening to this podcast and if you have been struggling with imposter syndrome, I want you to work on this. I want you to focus on detaching the feelings that another person has from your quality of work. And I want you to focus on delivering value. I want you to focus on delivering excellence by your definition on your terms. And I promise you the result of that is going to be beautiful. All right, guys, I hope you enjoyed this episode. I hope it was helpful. And, you know, if you 
are still wanting to have a conversation about imposter syndrome, then definitely reach out to me on LinkedIn or Instagram. I like to always continue these conversations offline. I absolutely love it when you drop into my DMs. I know a few of you have definitely done that in the past and the conversations have been great. Um, But then also, if you have found this to be beneficial, share it with a friend. The more you're able to share and spread the word about this podcast, it helps us to grow. And if you enjoyed it, also leave your review on Apple Podcasts and then your rating on Spotify. And you know what? I can't wait to talk to you again next time. (laughs) All right. We'll talk soon. Bye. Thank you for tuning in to the Black Girls Consult 2 podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, be sure to leave your review on Apple Podcasts, subscribe, and share it with a friend. We're on a mission to increase the success and longevity of women in consulting, and you can help us do that. Also, I'd love to hear from you, so let's connect at Dr. Angelina Davis on Instagram or LinkedIn. And don't forget to visit consulting.com for more information to support your consulting journey. Until next time, take care.